You are listening to the Movie Cheer Podcast. The best place for movie topics and blockbuster discussions. Welcome to Movie Cheer Town. Hey, it's me, AP, aka Mr. Movie Cheer, and welcome back to another edition of Quick Topics, where I run through uh, a few different movie-related topics and just do a quick deep dive into them, as always. So let's get to it. Let's get to the first quick topic. So the first quick topic we're going to look at is a lack of comedies right now in in movies in general. It feels like for me, you know, like the 90s, I suppose the 80s and 90s, for me, 90s definitely was a prime time for comedies, and I felt like the early 2010s, I, I mean, I was thinking the other day, I was watching one, uh, I, what's it called, I Love You Man, and that was a movie I really enjoyed, and I remember as well, there was like, this, um, there was like Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, Getting to the Greek, there was quite a few, I mean, it felt like the t- 2010s, I felt like like Vince Vaughn was in a load of comedies. He, he, he did a load of different comedies, like old school, and I suppose that was earlier 2000s. But yeah, 2000s, 2010s, felt like a really prime time for comedy movies. But now, it really, you just look at that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know there's comedies being released, but I mean, box office movies, movies that like are doing, seem to be a bit more popular. I, I feel like it's a genre of comedy at this moment in time, that is just nothing is going into comedies. There's really a comedy I see advertised um, or hear about, like, you know, someone saying this is a good comedy that's just come out. It just feels like they're just such a rarity these days. And it's, just, I think it's just like, um, I think with cinema, it always just shifts, you know. I think another genre that is kind of in the same boat as comedies is like sci fi. It felt like sci fi for quite a while in like the 2010s was quite prominent where you get a lot of sci-fi movies and and that's kind of like went down now and I, I think it's I do think we're going to see a shift in the next next couple of years I think with like superhero movies kind of like hitting that point where everyone's getting a bit fatigued with stuff now and they want to see something different at, at the cinemas and just you know even home releases as well I, I feel like that we're going to get a bit more of a shift and hopefully we see more comedies come to the front line because I do love a, a good comedy I like I mean one of the ones that I've watched I watch all the time is The Other Guys that is like one of my all-time favorites I, I love that movie I think it's one of the best in the last 20 years one of the best comedies that has been put out and I want to see more movies like that so chat GPT AI making movies writing movies what are my thoughts on this and um, it feels like this year in particular AI has been you know brought to the the front of everyone's topic of, you know, the water cooler topic. Everyone wants to talk about AI. And I, I think it is mesmerizing AI. It's it's surreal what it can do. Um, if you're not aware, you know, they have like ChatGPT. I've, to be honest, I've not used ChatGPT, but I use one called uh, Bard by Google, which is great. You can sign up for it. And I've used a few other ones as well. But the fact that you can just like, I, I obviously I'd, I'd write short films and I, I like writing little stories and stuff like that so and even like writing music yeah, like just anything creative that I find it is such a great idea you can just ask a, the AI to you know give you an outline for a script a, a story idea write a poem it's it's crazy and you can give it sort of like prompts to include it's got to include clowns or it's got to include uh, you know, a monster wearing a, a bright red mask. You know, you can go so much into detail, and it, and within seconds, it can give you 
just this whole idea of whatever. And and I think movies and filmmaking in general is probably already happening maybe over the past couple of years. And I think now that it's kind of come more to us as like consumers, just like, you know, people who've got just average computers at home and use the internet. Now we've all got that access to AI. I think it's incredible. I think it's incredible. I don't think it's like a tool that's going to be used. I don't think we're going to go down like this Terminator <laughs> sort of um, road. I Maybe, maybe we will. I, maybe like I'll be eating my words in a few more years. But I think it is just, for me, AI is a great tool. And I think if you are a filmmaker and hopefully, you know, in films as a viewer of films as well, you know, this is what this channel is about, watching movies. I'm hoping it just maybe kind of brings this new sort of like um, perspective to the filmmaking and sort of like it makes people be a bit more creative and having this more this these more tools to create and we see more original ideas and I, I think it's just gonna be interesting to see how it develops. I imagine if you like in like a few years time we get like a big time director like like a Christopher Nolan or someone like that saying they kind of used AI to write a movie. And people will be shocked, but I, I, it's going to happen. That is going to happen. Or they're going to say, we we definitely used it as an assistant to writing a movie. And I, I think it's incredible what it can do. Filmmaking, I think it is just such a, a great tool. And I'm, I can't wait to see how AI develops just for normal use, but also for filmmaking as a viewer of movies moving forward. So the Flash movie is coming out very, very soon. We know that Keaton's going to be in it, Ben Affleck, the Batmans are going to be in it. Uh, there has been rumours that Clooney's Batman might be included. But I want to talk about surprises I'd, I'd actually really think would be just like mind-blowing on screen. I, I think, first off, imagine if they had either Nicholson, Jack Nicholson's Joker, um, I mean, you could either do it two ways. You could have him just... I know Nicholson retired years ago, so I think it'd be difficult to kind of get to get him out of retirement, but they could either use like a some sort of like... Um, do you know the way they did it with Luke Skywalker for the Boba Fett show? Do it like that, have a Nicholson Joker in there maybe. I mean, if he re just come back just for one little small gig, that'd be amazing. I think it'd just be... People would be mind-blown, even if it was just for a, like a 10-second scene. Um... Val Kilmer's Batman as well. I know he's not been mentioned. I, I think, imagine we got like all the live action Batman from all the movies, including like, like um, you know, Christian Bale in there as well. Val Kilmer though would be one I'd, I'd really like to see. Um, who else could we get? I Do you know what as well? I don't think it would like tarnish the legacy, but like Heath Ledger, just like a Heath Ledger cameo as this Joker I think I think for me the two big ones would be the Jokers and Val Kilmer, and um, Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Val Kilmer. If we they found a way to include them that didn't tarnish their legacy and just kind of just added a bit of a extra cherry on the top, I'd love to see them. I think it'd be great to see. And as a movie fan, I would pop pop big time for seeing something like that. I think it would be absolutely awesome to see on screen. But yeah, I, I think I think there's going to be a lot of surprises in that movie. Though. I think like. The likes of the guy from the Grant Gustin from the TV show. I think he's probably likely to be included. I, I think we're just going to be have we're going to have that in that movie a, a load of surprises, and I think it's just going to be a big. Um, it's, it's weird how my opinion has changed in that movie because I, I think with all the stuff with Ezra Miller, the actor, I was kind of not really that excited, but now I've kind of I have changed my tune to this movie. I think the trailers and seeing Keaton back has really 
prompted a, like an excitement level enthusiasm to see it now. Um, whether I see it at the cinema, I don't know. Or I suppose that's going to be one of those. If you don't see it at the cinema, you're going to get the spoilers on YouTube straight away. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it and the surprises I'd, I'd like to see. Super Mario Bros. 2, the first movie has come out now, I've seen it, I thought it was an incredible uh, family animated movie, really great that they made a movie, a good movie on a property that is, you know, it deserves a good movie, the Nintendo Mario brand, and you know, looking now, it's no doubt they're going to do a sequel to this, it's made over a billion pounds, really, really successful movie, uh, they've not announced a sequel yet, but that's going to come, you've got to imagine within the next four years, there's going to be a sequel easy. Uh, in the sequel, I know they've been mentioned of like Wario appearing as and Pedro Pascal um, doing the voice potentially for that. I think I'd be down for that. I think what you've got to do as well, you've got to have like Bowser returning. He gets breaks free. He's um, He comes back for revenge, maybe. I think as well, I think they teased like all like the Yoshi, the whatever... Yoshi's races, like it, the animal, I don't know what they call it, they call Yoshi's, but maybe do like a Yoshi's Island where Mario has got to go and find and help Yoshi or something like that, and then Yoshi then decides to come back to the Mushroom Kingdom with Mario and Luigi, something like that, I mean, because I reckon they'll end up doing like a Luigi's Mansion TV show, I think they're gonna, I think this is gonna be like an expanded universe, it's Mario, I think it's gonna be that successful, but I think, yeah, doing like a, a like a Yoshi's Island sort of style um, movie where they had to go and rescue these Yoshis against an evil warrior or, or Bowser or something like that. I think that'd be cool to see in a sequel. Either way, I, I'm just down for another sequel. I just I love the universe they created in that first movie. I think it was just a great um, hit for fans. I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. No complaints. So it is no longer whispers, no longer rumours. They are making a Gladiator 2, a sequel to the 2000 movie starring Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe as of this point, he's not going to be returning. Uh, I think that would make perfect sense that he doesn't return, considering how that movie ended, um, you know, the end of that movie. I, for years, hearing these rumours about this movie, I was like, why Why would you do a sequel? And I think because I heard rumours that they were going to have, like, um, Russell Crowe return and stuff like that, and I think it would make no sense to have him return in whatever form they do it, but... They're going to do it where it's a lot of, like, there's some returning characters. Is it Connie Nielsen, who was in the first one? She's in it. Um, and I think they're going to do it, like, set, like, maybe, like, 20, 30 years after the first movie. Um, the guy who was in Shazam as well, I think he's meant to be returning as well. The, is it Omar Dejarin? I, I always forget his name. Um, who was, like, a fellow gladiator in that movie. But... <laughs> What are my thoughts on this? Now, I, I'll be honest with you now, like I said, I, hearing all the speculation beforehand wasn't interested at all. Now, I'm kind of excited. Ridley Scott is going to be returning to direct this movie. It's in production at this moment in time. You've got the guy who was in Stranger Things playing the lead role, the guy who was like the rocker guy. He's in it. So I think he's playing um, Connie Nielsen's son, so like the, the Emperor's um, son who was in the first movie, but obviously played by a different actor. Play by the Strange Things guy now. Um, Denzel Washington's in it as well. What a casting. I mean, if Denzel Washington's in it, I'm like, this this could be an amazing movie. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, with what direction they go. I think, I think that first movie is going to be pretty hard to top for a lot of fans. And I think there's going to be a lot of fans kind of like very, you know, apprehensive and maybe not so bothered about this movie. I think... 
I think because you look at these sort of like these Independence Days, or you've done it in the past, where you've had successful movie Independence Day, and then they do a movie twenty years later, have a few cast members returning, and it's a flop, and they just kind of repeat what was good in the first movie. Um, they need to do something different, I, and it, but I feel like this has obviously been a project talked about for years. It could go, it could still go either way. It could be one where it is just like a huge flop, even though it has got a really good cast. Or we could genuinely see a really, you know, high level sequel that it really, um, it could even level up on the first movie. I think that's going to be a hard task because that first movie is a masterpiece. I love Gladiator. I think Russell Russell Crowe in that movie is great. The whole story is fantastic. Great score from Hans Zimmer. It's just got everything. Uh, cinematography is amazing. But yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see what it's going to do because I I think, like I said, initially I was a bit skeptical skeptical about it, but now hearing the the castings, I'm thinking maybe this could be actually a decent movie, and it's got obviously Ridley Scott returning, so it's not kind of like they're just using, getting a different director in the chair and just using the gladiator name. Uh, there's obviously a passion to make this movie, and I think when there's passion behind any project, uh, there's there's hope for fans to be excited, so I'm looking forward to seeing Gladiator 2. Should Marvel have a reset? I've probably mentioned this topic in podcast episodes before, but I feel like it, let's do, do it as a quick topic. Um, should there be a reset or a, sort of like a soft reset than them doing standalone movies? Um, I, I feel like they're getting to that point where we're going to see something of a soft reset or a soft reboot in a way. Um, I, I, I personally, uh, I'm of, of the opinion now where it might be worthwhile doing a bit of both. I, I think the way DC are kind of doing it now, having like the the singular Batman universe, Batman movies, but then they're doing like their own DC cinematic universe, Batman and stuff like that. So they're having alternative ones. And I think, I think that would work better now. I think you've got this multiverse, so you can even eventually, you can always say we can join them up. But for, for a moment, I'd, I'd love to see, I mean, one movie I'd like to see now it rebooted or just redone is Iron Man. I think Iron Man is a character that is, obviously we've not seen for years now. We've not seen solo movies for a long time. I'd love to see a fresh person in that role as Tony Stark in a fresh universe and give us a kind of give us like that like a Dark Knight level Batman. Do you like a bit more of a, like a I suppose you could say the first one was kind of more like it was set in a realistic world, but I, I think just a bit more grittier Iron Man and just give us a bit more like one that's just separated from that MCU style of filmmaking. Just give us something else, a, a fresh coat of paint and i'd love to see an iron man movie now a fresh take on that a new trilogy that is just completely separate in its own universe and use them iron man characters iron man villains and stuff like that so i'd love to see it it's not that i want the cinematic universe to end because i think that would be a massive disappointment to a lot of fans because i think a lot of people do love the avengers movies myself included but i think to get over that fatigue which i'm certainly feeling now and i hadn't before but i feel it with with the Marvel movies, with the superhero genre as a whole, I kind of like, I'm missing out movies a lot more. I'm not really that bothered to see some of them now. And I feel like they need to mix it up a bit and they need to do something like a soft reboot or having some standalone movies where they say, you know, these are these are separate from the main cinematic universe. And I think it would work better. And I think people, I think it's that thing as well. You feel like you're watching these movies and you feel like you have to watch every single one now. And it's the same thing with the TV shows. Well, it feels like if you miss something, it's like this new uh, ca- new Marvel's movie the, with obviously the three characters uh, in it. You've got Brie Larson, 
and the other two actresses and then different roles. I, I've still not seen the Ms. Marvel TV show and that character's in that movie. And it's like, do I need to watch that show to see this movie? It's, I, I feel like there's so much going on. It's like, we don't all have time to watch every single TV show movie. And it's, that's where I think sometimes it's nice to go into something where, you know, you don't have to watch anything before and you can go in fresh, fresh eyes and just enjoy it for what it is. And I, I think that would be a smart move from Marvel. I reckon they will do it eventually. I think you're going to start seeing more like solo projects in the Marvel uh, cinematic universe for sure. So that's it for today's edition of Quick Topics. Let me know all of your thoughts on today's topics as well, ladies and gents. I do always appreciate your opinions and your thoughts on, on these movie-related topics. Um, if you enjoy this video, do give it a like if you're watching uh, the video version or if you're listening on a podcast app of your choice, please do leave a five-star review. All reviews are much appreciated. Subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the podcast app as well. Uh, thank you very much for watching, ladies and gents. Remember to spread a bit of movie cheer, and as always, I will see you next time.